This week, the Northwest University Student Counseling and Development focuses on disabilities. Now, what is a disability? The World Health Organization recognizes the term disability as an umbrella term for unknown and known impairments. Now, this refers to the limitation in activity as well as the inability to participate as a result of physical, social, or psychological restrictions. Now, the term, although just one, should be understood from three different perspectives. Impairment refers to the problem that may exist in the functioning of the physical body or psychological mind or the structure thereof. Then we take a look at limitation in activity. Now this refers to the challenges that the person can encounter while trying to execute a task. And lastly, the restriction in participation. Now this may refer to the problem experienced by an individual in involvement in a life situation. So disability is a very complex phenomenon that reflects interactions between the features of a person's body and mind with the features of the society in which they may live. The South African Human Rights Commission derives its definition of a disability from the United Nations Convention on the Rights of Persons with Disabilities. And it is explained as a concept that comes into being when individuals with impairments interact with attitudinal and environmental barriers, resulting in the elimination of opportunities to participate actively in everyday life and in an equal sense with others. Now, how do we know that there's a disability? <clears throat> the ability to identify any one of the following three indicators allows us to identify an individual who may live with a disability and enables us to establish ways in which the individual can be assisted. One, there must be an impairment. Two, this impairment must be long-term or recurring. And lastly, the impairment must be consistently limiting. Now, there are different types of impairments. Physical or mobility impairments may be congenital or the result of an accident or age or the inability of the brain to coordinate functioning with the rest of the body. Some common injuries that may cause physical or mobility impairments are traumatic brain injuries or spinal cord injuries. As a result, upper body impairments, lower body impairments or manual dexterity impairments may occur. Then we move on to hearing impairments. Now these may be evident from birth or occur as a result of biological changes. There are people who are completely deaf and those that are hard of hearing or partially deaf. People identifying with a complete loss of hearing may use sign language and people identifying with partial loss of hearing may make use of hearing aids specifically designed to suit their hearing needs as the degree of your hearing impairment may differ. Then we get visual impairments. Now these may be a result of birth defects, biological changes or injuries and accidents that may occur later in life. They are minor to serious to severe and ultimately complete loss of sight. Some common visual impairments include scratched cornea, scratches on the scleria, diabetes related eye conditions, dry eyes and corneal grafts. Further, we look at neurocognitive or developmental impairments. 
They may be evident as learning impairments, including speech impairments. People with these impairments may suffer from learning difficulties such as dyslexia or dyscalculia. Persons suffering from speech impairments such as slurred speech or stuttering may have neurocognitive or developmental impairments as well. Moving on to psychiatric or psychological impairments. Now these may be understood as mental health impairments that affect your behavior, feeling and mood. They may be inherent or may develop as a result of challenges in biopsychological changes as well as external changes in the environment that may result from emotional or psychological traumas. Some known psychiatric or psychological impairments include stress, anxiety or mood and personality disorders. Pharmacological treatments like medications are often used for these impairments. Lastly, we take a look at chronic or severe medical conditions. These refer to conditions that may be invisible to the eye and may cause so much pain that they affect the day-to-day -day functioning of the individual diagnosed with it. These may be long-term or short-term and may include arthritis, diabetes or even lupus. People identifying with these conditions may try to manage their conditions with constant chronic medication. Now when it comes to disabilities or impairments, there are a couple of do's and don'ts. So what should you do? Refer to them as people with disabilities. The disability community. Speak to them directly about what they may need. They know best and impairment is not a sign of ignorance. Offer assistance but politely and patiently wait for it to be accepted. And here are the don'ts. Never refer to them as the disabled or the handicapped. Never speak to them behind their back or assume that they do not have the mental capacity to understand what they may need. And never ask personal questions about a person's disability unless they voluntarily share the information. There are a lot of inspirations out there if you'd like to look at examples of people with disabilities that absolutely live their best lives. One of these people is Nick Vojcic, who was born without arms or legs. So do yourself a favor and go check out life-changing inspirational speech and his inspirational videos, one of the best of all time. You can find these on YouTube. Now if we look at a solution or a way forward, you have to remember that students with disabilities may contact the Disability Rights Unit of the Northwest University Students can be assisted in different ways that may include offering concessions after an application has been submitted. Because at the end of the day, the Northwest University's Student Counseling and Development and their Disability Rights Unit is there for you.